You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. It's Sunday again. Welcome back to Borderline Idealist. This is AJ. Hi guys, this is Chris. It's another Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> These weeks just keep going by so fast. Oh God, you have no idea. So this week we received uh, um, an email yes. um, from somebody. Uh, we from love one of our list- a new listener. Yeah, actually. new listener. She said that she was listening to us on a road trip. Um, that's cool. <laughs> so her name is uh, Aaron, and hi, Aaron. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Thank you for sending us your message. Thank you so much. Um, it, yeah, we both read it, um, and we thought that it might make a good topic to discuss this week. Yeah. Um, and it's the to- the topic basically deals with abandonment, and and so Aaron wrote to us that she feels a little guilty about well. She <laughs> commemorated us for um, having this podcast and talking about our struggles and and being honest about some of these struggles that we face. And um, and then went on to mention that she kind of feels guilty a little bit sometimes with um, leaving behind someone who has BPD and who she couldn't basically make it work. And kind of... It it made me feel sad that she feels guilty. Mm-hmm. And she used uh, <clears throat> uh, the phrase abandoning, um, uh, abandoning uh, the yeah. ones who are who feel abandoned. Yeah, <laughs> abandoning the ones who feel abandoned. That was something that really resonated. Yeah, I think. But for me, it was like I. I feel sad that she's feeling guilty because, you know what. I can kind of I can understand that guilt. I've, <clears throat> I've I've we discussed shortly about how I felt a little guilt before in certain situations when we had an issue in the past that came up and I wanted to not necessarily walk away from the relationship but you know step away and and but also feeling guilty for wanting to do that because I knew you weren't in the best place at the time so I was also scared that you know something would happen to you and that's sort of what why I stayed partly and and it's tough to be in those positions I think but I feel like the bet and we kind of discussed about what what would be the line for people to cross and leave that and you know leave a relationship Right? Yeah. And my point of view is the line you should be questioning is it's personal and it's basically from from my point of view is based on your own personal well-being. What do you think? I think I'm kind of sad to hear that you thought about taking a break from me. So (laughs) I think I'm going to take a break right now. (laughs) 
I didn't say no. take a break. <laughs> like, excuse me? I didn't say no, take a I, break. <clears throat> I felt that way, too, though. Um, us being married, certain things will come up, and I would ask myself, is this worth it? You know? <laughs> I think it's especially times where I'm just like, I want to do what I want to do. And you're like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, I can't. I Okay, the only reason I can't do it is because I'm married. Okay. This guy is holding me back. I mean, is this, is this really what I want for my happiness? <laughs> and, I'm always, and I'm always like, yeah, this is definitely what I want. So I, I think that... I, I don't say you can't do it. I say, well, I said, mm-hmm. what have I used in the past? You're not alone anymore. You're not single. You're with somebody else. You have to think about other people other than yourself. Yeah, that tells you what to do. So... <clears throat> if another voice, you know, the, another voice has more reason, then you should listen to it. I don't understand. If I, if I want to get <laughs> six more cats... No. <laughs> and two dogs and raise them. I don't see there's no anyway. Whatever. <laughs> but I maybe in in every relationship people feel sometimes like, wait, why did I get into this again? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, you know, what um it's sort of like last uh last episode when we were talking about our podcast how we talked about having a mission statement mm-hmm. so we could always go back and remind ourselves why we do this podcast mm-hmm. um i don't people should have missions well i, I think i think our rings our rings are mission statements right the yeah. rings that our wedding rings well, but like, what well, if they're not married hmm? what if they're not well married? i'm just talking about yeah. for us you yeah. know oh, okay. or for me like i'm just like well that's something but if you're dating somebody i think it's <clears throat> the maybe that not the, be, the that, tangible uh, thing but the, just the um i guess how committed are you yeah I, that would them. be kind of cute to have a mission statement for a relationship <laughs> this is what we're going to do <laughs> no that, that would be that. nice i think it would be oh god <laughs> anyways um yeah i th- i think for me it's it goes back to like i mentioned earlier when you when your well-being comes into question mm-hmm. whether it's physical or psychological or emotional because i mean it, you know people with mental illness and and different conditions you know you, it can take you through many paths it can where you know sometimes people can be even if they don't, well i don't know it where it can be physical harm that if, if a relationship is causing you physical harm your partner is abusing you physically that's something definitely for me would be a hard cross a hard line um to, to that's set where and i've told you as well you know i i've dealt with um i haven't dealt with phys, uh physical abusive relationships but my mother has and I know that's uh, something very traumatizing. And I mean, I've learned about it as well since. And so I, that's something that I don't want to find myself in. Mm-hmm. In an abusive relationship physically. But also mentally, it could be an abusive relationship where somebody manipulates you into doing things that you don't want to do. Into isolating yourself from other people and your loved ones. People that you want to talk to. Well, I was saying when you were talking about you know, being in a, in a relationship where you're getting physically abused and you're, um, you're saying, well, I would leave. Yeah. I think a lot of us would think that, right? That we would leave, but I've actually been in a physical relationship and I, I, I think it makes sense to leave. Yeah. Somebody's hitting you, treating you bad, 
you know, do, do whatever, yeah, leave, but they can do certain things to you to, um, especially because I had BPD, mm -hmm. you know, take advantage of your um, abandonment issues or uh, take advantage of your, your self-esteem issues, you know? Yeah. Nobody else will love you but me. Nobody else will care about you but me. And I'm glad I had friends that kind of helped me yeah. come out of that well, kind of stuff. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to imply that it would yeah, be no. easy no, no, that. I wasn't saying that. No, I was saying, I, I think, like you said, everybody has, everybody has a, has a threshold, and sometimes that that can be measured with with every every situation. You know, every situation has its own nuances. I guess. Hmm. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, yeah. it's like the way that I, I guess, the, where I was kind of going with. Mm -hmm. you know, these different thresholds is when, when should somebody feel guilty? Like, I don't, you know, if, if you're, if you felt like you had to leave a relationship because it was detrimental to your own personal health, whether it be physical, mentally, or emotional, then, um, you should look back at why you left that relationship and don't belittle your own well-being, you know, to the point where you feel you make yourself feel guilty. It shouldn't, you shouldn't feel guilty about about making sure that you are well emotionally and or physically. In mm -hmm. a relationship, as we've talked before, a relationship it's a, it's, a, it's a partnership where it should lift both people up. There should be no, in my opinion, there you know there should be no harassment or where one individual is beating the other. <clears throat> into submission whether it's physically or emotionally and <clears throat> and you should both grow from that relationship and share you know responsibilities and share um happy moments and the tough moments you should be able to be there for each other mm -hmm. so you know if you find yourself in a relationship that you had to leave because you've realized that it's not doing that for you um that it's not a healthy relationship then you know, um, they, I would say, you know, you shouldn't feel bad. You shouldn't feel, um, guilt because we, I mean, we have a responsibility to ourselves as well. And as much as we would like to help some people, you know, sometimes we get into those relationships where we're like, oh, they're, they're a little broken, but I can fix them or I can, you know, I'm a, having me in their lives is you know, it's it's good for them, and it'll it'll make them see things in a different way or something. Chris, that's like half of all my relationships. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, like I'm going in here to fix this. You know, yeah. oh, I I got this. I have all the, you know, I'm I'm a very loving person. I have you know all the emotions. They're just missing. They're missing the emotional parts. They just need, you know, the, that the love. love and some sensitivity. Um, yeah. Let me just give it to them, and you know. <laughs> Oh, they're still calling me names. They're still treating me bad. But, you know, I think I just need to give them more love. <laughs> they just right. haven't realized it yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, like you, you can hear <clears throat> somebody or help them to realize something when sometimes it's better just to step away and to, you know, sometimes when you step away, they'll, they can kind of realize that themselves. Well, what was that quote? Who was it that said something about, um, just because you have a mental illness doesn't mean you you have the permission to be an asshole or something like that. 
Oh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> Ask me another I one. Think, <laughs> I think you quoted it to me. I can't remember where we heard it, but you do you remember that? Something yeah, I do. Like I don't remember who said something it. Something like that where, you know, just... Oh, I think it was Pete from SNL. Oh, Pete Davidson? Yeah, I think okay. he said that when... Um, I can't remember what time, but he mentioned that... that just because you have mental illness doesn't give you permission to be an asshole or something like that. And that's totally true. And, yeah. You know, if you find yourself in a relationship with somebody who has a mental illness and they're just being complete assholes, it's not because of their mental... I mean, it's not 100% because of the mental condition. It's, I feel like they're just not in a in a place where they can be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If they're abusive to you, whether it's physical or emotional, uh, then they are not in a good position to be in a relationship because they can't... If they can't take care of themselves, they can't take care of other people, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you, you know, you hear often... I heard often growing up, you can't love someone else until you learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's... I mean, that's kind of true. It's... To come to those realizations sometimes, though, can take... A little time, you know. Mm-hmm. I um. Well, I've never, I've never left anybody in my previous relationships. Everybody else always left me. <laughs> yeah, you just had like the same thing. People I had the just, best luck. People just cheat. <laughs> like you just always got cheated on, right? And then yeah, yeah. Somebody would cheat on me, or they would get emotionally detached from me without telling me, and then. I realized that while they were talking to that while we were still in a relationship they were already like emotionally venturing out with other people even if they weren't physical wow well with my 10,000 boyfriends <laughs> um <laughs> how many have I had you a very... left how many have you left whatever have I left are you yeah. you really asking me that yeah. what do you mean left like how many how many relationships did you end on your behalf Versus somebody else ended on theirs. Well, I want to say I had it was eight. Even? I want to say eight eight boyfriends during during my life. Mm, wow, and eight eight relationships since I was like eighteen. Someone's a whore. Wow, <laughs> that is called slut shaming, and there will be an episode on that. Just don't ask no, me. We do need no. to, we do need to have oh, an episode God. on slut shaming. The worst. Actually. The because worst question you a, can ask in a relationship is how many people have you slept with? Yes, okay, I just never, want to bring ever, ever, PSA guys. Don't ask. <laughs> Ajani found out why you should never ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> how many people have you been with? Why? And then and then you feel hurt because you're like, why weren't you waiting for me? I was like right around the corner. <laughs> I feel like that question always comes up, and my sister's always like, why do people always ask that? You should never ask. But it's just you just want to know, you know. Well, some things you are not meant <laughs> to know. Let's just compare. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> PSA. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, with About my relationships have? that I left, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times I would get into relationships with guys and um, we'd start dating like after like the first date or after the first or second date. So it was pretty quick. I yeah. didn't have time to really get to know them or anything. I was just like, I, I'm, he was I'm an a, easy guy. No, I'm just a hopeless... <laughs> maybe I was a little easy because I was a hopeless romantic. Right? I'm a I, hopeless romantic too. Well, but... I was... 
I think it has something to do with my my BPD that totally blinded me from just being... Well, getting fixated on people. You know, very closely obsessed. Not to where I'm, like, stalking them, but just kind of obsessed with, like, you know, go on a date with somebody and they're like, oh, you know, if they said I loved you on the first... I had one guy that said, you know, I never say this on the first date, but you're the first one I'm going to say is, I I think I love you. And I was just like, oh, my God, I love you, too. (laughs) We're together. I'm serious. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. He said, I've never said this on the first date, but I feel like I can tell you anything and you're so understanding. You're so nice. And I think that was the narcissistic guy. You know, (laughs) I I love you. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you, too. You know, because I just feel like, well, this is something that I carry around with me to this day, too. It's hard for me to trust myself. So if someone else says, I love you, then I'm just like, hmm, well, I do kind of feel something for them. Maybe I love them, too. You know, (laughs) that's exactly how I felt. And I didn't. So I would just get into these relationships. And then after, you know two or three weeks i find out who they really were and then i was just like okay <laughs> i gotta try to find some way out um or sometimes i I would feel so deep um uh, deep in love with them uh that i didn't want to break up with them i felt like i made some kind of commitment and i said that i would and i needed to just keep trying even if i didn't really love them like i said i did even though if i really didn't even like them anymore you know i i at least I had somebody who who liked me, right? At least I had somebody who loved me. And then, you know, when I couldn't take it anymore, I would call them up and be like, you're ugly, you're stupid, I hate you, I'm breaking up with you, and then delete them from MySpace <laughs> and or Facebook, and then not talk to them again until, you know, 10 years later and just be like, sorry, <laughs> I just didn't know how to break up with you. So that, wow. that's... That's horrible. But that was my way of... <laughs> that was my way of not getting, you know, I guess not getting abandoned. Yeah. Or trying to trying to take control of the situation. So have you ever been broken up with? Have you have someone broken up with you where, or you know, stop talking to you where you feel abandoned? It doesn't have to be a relationship, I guess. Uh, of platon, uh, whether it's a platonic or a romantic relationship. Uh yeah yeah of course I mean there, I mean that's probably why I don't have too many friends right now because I I feel like I've been abandoned before especially when when good times were good my friends were there it was good when things got bad and I tried to reach out to them or tell people what was going on I didn't really feel that same thing um so when you were telling your friends about your condition they that's when you, you yeah like probably, were... yeah I just didn't I didn't feel like I don't know maybe I felt like there was nothing that they could do or I was just detrimental to them hmm. um I wonder if mm. part of it also was that just they didn't know how to how to take that information. Like most people don't know what BPD is. Yeah. And so they're like, you know, okay. <laughs> I just I, I just learned to kind of keep those things to myself because if I start to rely on one person too much, if I start to rely on somebody too much, you know, they're they're gonna let you down and of course everybody lets you down but if somebody does it to me one time and and i put a lot into that you know i'm feeling depressed come over from my house you know okay i'm on my way three hours goes goes by you don't hear anything from them and they text you to say oh i'm sorry i wasn't able to make it 
man, how could mm. I ever talk to that person again? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, and, and it could have been some, my, my, I couldn't get a babysitter. My car broke down. So I, I would just feel abandoned, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even going to put somebody in that position. Let me just go and take care of it myself. So yeah, relationships, it's just, they're, they're, they're tough. Is that an example of something that actually happened or just a... No, that was just an example. Okay. I was like, <laughs> man, that sucks. That's friends. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that's, that's the, I think that's like the black and white thinking yeah. of how something can go. If something doesn't work out for me. So. Well, I, cause I was thinking in my head as you were saying that, you know, sometimes things do come up where, you know, if you invite a friend over uh, for a party and something comes up and they can't make it at the last minute, you know, that's understandable. But in that setting where you're like, I'm feeling depressed. I need some somebody here, and they're like, "Okay, I'm on my way," <laughs> and they never show. <laughs> that's an excusable. <laughs> if you don't have, if you just like, sorry, I can make it. No, that's that's wrong. I'm saying that's that's just that's <clears throat> that's something that really happened. But I feel like that's a lot of the lines of things that have happened. Like I've maybe told, um, I don't know. I I feel like I kind of kept that stuff to myself. I would tell people I was depressed or sad, and I felt like they couldn't really do anything about it or they didn't really you know understand what to do or well, it made them either some some people i would i would i remember in college i had a guy that told me to reach out to him if stuff was happening and this is when i was going to the mental hospital and stuff mm-hmm. and um oh god chris this is this is going to be a story okay so this this <laughs> this guy was in my poetry class he, um, he told me to reach out to him or something like that. Like if I had any, any you know, because I was going to the mental hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we went to uh, Barnes and Nobles and we uh, sat out there and we read and we talked and we would go to coffee shops and stuff. And then I started having feelings for him because he was spending so much time with me. Mm-hmm. And then I asked him if I could kiss him and he said, yeah, sure. And so he let me kiss him. And then, <laughs> and then I would... Um, uh, text him later on and, and be like, oh, I'm hurt. And, no, <laughs> not like I think I love you, like, was when I was, like, going through stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I would, um, I didn't tell him anything. I was, like, still going through stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he wouldn't respond to me anymore. So I was like, oh, man, I totally messed After that up. Yeah. Oh. And he was, like, this bi-curious guy. So it's just, <laughs> oh. so it was just, like, really, so I just feel like that, that's just, that's a whole lot, right? That's a whole yeah. bunch of entangle, entanglements, you know? Um, I don't even know why he agreed. I don't even know how we, we got to the kissing. I think I, a- I asked him, hey, can I kiss you? And he said, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what that was about. Why would you... I don't know. Maybe I put myself in that situation, too. Well, yeah, it's not, maybe he was, <sighs> you know, so kind of into you, but was maybe I can't got trust scared myself. or something. I can't I trust know. myself, can't trust other people. So just stay away from them. <laughs> and just trust in cats. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you can't just... Stay away from people because you have to. The only way you can make genuine connections is to allow yourself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to let people in. And you never know, you know, you you don't really get to know someone until it's like those tough moments. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, when you reach out and then they're there for you. So if you never reach out and allow people to come into you, then you never allow yourself to make those really close connections that we seek and i think all individuals do seek those and something that sort of i think you're 
you're aware that most of us are aware is that as we get older, we do change. I mean, when we're younger, our priorities are not aligned with the <laughs> best, you know, mm-hmm. we're too concerned about many things that have no importance. As we get older, our priorities change. Hopefully most people change for the better. And, but, you know, um, we feel more connected. I, I, I don't know. I feel like the friends that I have now, even though I don't talk to them frequently and, and you know, often, but I feel like I still feel a close connection to them just because we've been knowing each other for a while. When I've ex- expressed some of my concerns or told them about what was troubling me, they've always listened. We've, you know, we stayed one, two, three hours talking mm-hmm. and they would tell me about their tr- tr- struggles and we sort of shared that it was a sort of a communal relationship where they shared their struggles, I shared mine, they gave me some advice, you know, um, and that's, I think that's how our relationship have grown over time is by sharing each other's struggles. <laughs> and, and that sort of also helped us both see that, you know, we're not alone in each other's struggles that like you and I have relationship problems, just like my other friends who don't have mental illness, they have relationship problems as well. They don't deal with mental illness, but they have their own individual Mm -hmm. stuff. And so we're like, you know, we all have struggles. We all face difficulties. And that makes me feel a little less alone in the world. And so I know that even though I don't talk to these individuals every day, that at any moment in time I can call and, and, and they'll at least be, have a listening ear, a ear that I didn't say that right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> at least they will be able to listen they, I know that they'll listen to me and offer me con, you know their condolences or you know offer me some advice or just love and and compassion and I think those are the relationships that we should look out for and especially for people that you know have BPD or abandonment issues mm-hmm. like oh, I, well, I mean I don't I have some sort of abandonment issues. I think I, you're aware of it. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was like, Chris, what, have you seen any of my abandonment issues? Like, what, do you, do you, I mean, when it comes to our relationship, I don't, I can't really, like, think of any, you, anything like that. You don't, haven't really shown that. I mean, you, no, I mean, I don't. Well, I feel I feel very very comfortable with you. I yeah. don't feel like there's there's anything that will. <laughs> I'm I'm used to being in relationships that kind of feel like they're on the rocks, like mm. something is going wrong, mm. and I got really comfortable to that. And this relation this relationship is the the first one where, you know, everything isn't like right, you know. But you know, I don't feel like there's anything immediately wrong or uh that that we're that that we can't handle you know mm-hmm. something that we can't handle together so you don't feel that pressure so maybe when you're i don't know when you're with the right person your abandonment it uh like your the um abandonment issues yeah your abandonment okay. issues kind of minimize maybe maybe they would minimize i mean i've still i i think it has to do with 
a mixture of things where well maybe it has to do with a little bit of the the work that I've done on myself too of course because you know it's all about me (laughs) (laughs) but I like to think that like I I like to think you know that I can now that I can you know actually tell these stories and be like you know looking back this is what I was thinking or this is why I did that or you know I think this is why what I was feeling Mm -hmm. by being able to do that I'm now you know in the present look at my relationship and be like I don't want to do that again Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) you know try to try to control that a little bit more but that abandonment will come out if I um Maybe if we go through a hard time or if I feel like um, maybe something really like trying happens to us. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it was, if you, I mean, it's there for me when I, I've expressed to you, I've sort of have some trust issues because of my previous relationships. Yeah, thank. No, just kidding. <laughs> and so they come out. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I know I trust you and... And all of that, but there's oh one day one day I'm gonna tell y'all a story. One day I'm gonna tell I'm I'm telling our listeners. One day I'm gonna tell y'all a story about trust. Oh, Chris, can I tell the story? Oh, I'm gonna tell it one day. Ooh, we have an episode about trust. That's that a good story. Maybe one day in like ten I like, years. I like being right. I like being right, Anyways, and I like. To... Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell y'all a story one day. Can't <laughs> it's about a blue this, car. This podcast is not about airing dirty laundry. <laughs> um, you trust me, huh? Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> so yes, I have some trust issues because of my previous relationships. No, I mean every. It's and it's, it's something that I've explained to Audrey. Every single relationship that I've had in the past. Has ended really, really terribly wrong, and I can... and it was on the and it's not because I like I'm I'm shifting blame or anything. It's just it so happened that you know these individuals, it, maybe it was just you know the age I was. We were in really young between nineteen and twenty one or twenty two, and so you know we think differently at that time. But you know the very first one cheated, the second one, and the third one, the third one I don't know for sure they cheated but they just you know disappeared and there was no closure for me so it was really rough um so all of those things and I don't even sometimes I wonder if my dad leaving my mother and I at such a young age kind of affected me as well I don't I don't know I've never really stopped to analyze and think Mm -hmm. how that not having a father figure growing up. I mean, I guess I, in a way I did with my stepdad. I've had a stepdad since I was like four. But I've never remember a relationship that was close, like a father-son relationship with him. He was always my stepdad, I guess. Or, yeah. I mean, I in some, way, in some ways I kind of looked at him like a dad, but in other ways... Most of the time, it was mostly the stepdad. A person who was filling a place, a role in my life of a provider. Did you call him dad or did you call him by his name? I've always, as long as I can remember, I've always called him by his name. Or by his nickname, Tino. Hmm. But your sisters call him, do they call him dad? Yeah, they call him dad. They're his biological father. (laughs) Oh, yeah, duh. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just like, wait, I thought it was everybody. I'm like, duh. But, you know... 
for me, I've, my mom says that when I was younger, I would call him dad. I would refer to him as dad. Mm-hmm. Or I would, you know, yeah, call him dad. But I don't, that was really, really, when I was like four, five, maybe six. It was before you knew exactly what that word, how how heavy that word was, I guess, you know? I don't think I ever approached it that way. Because I, I think maybe you were thinking like, you know, dad and then biological dad, you know, other than like surrogate dad. No, I think somehow our relationship changed during the early years where mm-hmm. uh, when I was caught in the bathroom kissing another one of my neighbors, you know, another kid from the neighborhood or mm-hmm. something. I think that was probably the catalyst that kind of saw the change. If not... They call it play, um, Hugar Doctora. <laughs> is that how you say it? Hugar Doctor. Doctor? Is, is that right? Yes. To play doctor? Yeah. Ah, what? <laughs> That's so Spanish right there for you. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, maybe... It's that... cute when the straight guys do it with girls, but no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was like the moment. I'm not sure where exactly within our timeline. I, I, I've had this... Um, this approach to him or this the way that I looked at him as just a step removed from a father figure mm-hmm. and, but anyways we're kind of, I'm kind of digressing here um, I'm listening <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you're, you're so I don't know if, if not, I'm not sure if my father abandoning us has something to do with how I uh, I look at relationships and marriage and all that stuff it probably does I feel like every, I feel like a lot of things that happen to us when we're young that affect us in a in a big way. Um we just don't stop and think about it. Well, I mean if you do, if you stop to think about it, you might be like, hmm, maybe that's why I do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. But um so we're talking about dating somebody with abandonment issues. Chris, when do you think it's right to walk away? From you know, I guess not just abandonment issues, but somebody that has like BPD. If you feel like they're um well, Too many for, symptoms coming at you? For me, mm-hmm. before before you, <clears throat> I've always sort of looked at relationships as, and maybe that's why people always say that I have an old soul or whatever, but I've always sort of looked, I think because of how I saw my mom and her relationships with my father who abandoned us and then with my stepfather and how... I, I guess, I don't know, their dynamics in their relationship kind of made me think of a relationship should be a mutual thing where um, you're both contributing, you're both helping each other grow, you know, take care of responsibilities, things like that. So in my previous relationships, if I've always, uh, maybe this was part of my abandonment issues where... Yep, so- here it is. <laughs> <laughs> where if something, if you did something wrong... I'm just going to cut you off. Like, you're done. Whether it was a friend or a relationship. Like, with my first boyfriend, um, when he cheated on me, you know, he cried and apologized and did the whole, you know, I'm sorry, please take me back. I love you. I didn't mean to. And I was like, you know, I was like, nope. This, this is what my mom went through. I don't want to go through this. But, you know... I was young and naive, and I was like, okay, I'm going to give you one chance. This is this is your one and only. And, and that, so I, you know, I was like, okay, 
you know, things, you're going to have to earn my trust back, yada, yada, yada. And then a couple of months later, um, the same thing happened. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? No, I'm done. I, you're, we're done. I'm done. And I closed the book. Like, it, I mean, I was still hurting. But for me, it was like, you did, you did me wrong. I need to cut you out of my life. And, and I sort of wielded myself to do it. And that's, that's hard for me to do. And then he later, you know, wanted to be friends and stuff like that. He wanted to talk to me and, and well, he approached me because he wanted to apologize. So I was like, okay, I heard your apology. You're, you're forgiven. Fine. Let's move on with our lives. (laughs) But then he wanted to keep in contact and like wanted to be friends. I was like, no, I don't want to be friends with you. He'd like... Just because I forgive you doesn't mean we can be friends and or that we're going to have this great relationship moving forward. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, I'm done with you. You hurt me. That doesn't, that enough in itself just makes me not want to have you in my life. Why? Like, no, I'm done. So I cut him off. And I've done that with friends as well, where I'm like, with one particular friend in particular, one friend in particular that's come to mind where I'm like, you know, uh, there was something that was critical in our relationship. Um, I felt like I was wronged and, and, um, like the relationship wasn't mutual anymore. The respect and the love wasn't mutual. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, if, if, if you're going to go this route, then I can't be your friend anymore because I can't, you know, be, um, uh, following and being, I guess, in brokenhearted in a way. I mean, it was a platonic relationship. It was just a friends. But um, I couldn't take that anymore. So I was like, you know, if you want to go that route, that's fine. I um, I would wish you the best of luck in that route. I hope you're happy. Oh, God. I get a I headache. Just, no, I just felt really lightheaded. Um. Chris, come back to me. <laughs> Don't leave me. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is affecting me so much. <laughs> no, um, I was like, you know, I I wish you the best of luck. I I hope you much love and happiness, but I can't I can't go that route with you. And I cut them off. And you know, it was that was that was really hard for me. That was one of the hardest relationships, um, or one of the things I had to do. But I felt it was necessary for me, in order for me to be well. And, and I did that. And many years later, we came around and, and that person came back into my life and they apologized and, and, you know, I decided to give them another chance (laughs) because I'm kind hearted like that. No, (laughs) no, I just felt like a genuine apology. I mean, I think that after a certain time Mm -hmm. I saw the growth. And I saw the change and I was in, it's like I tell people, it's like, you know, that, that part of our lives, because they're, you know, they were like, I wanted to go back to how we were before all that happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, that's never going to happen. You know, the, with that place, it's, it's done, it's gone. What we can do is start fresh. We can, you know, get to know each other again because it had been a couple of years. So we had both changed. I was like, let's move forward. Let's, you know, we, I can't just pretend like nothing happened i can't do that so it's it's hard for me to like like you said close the book on stuff like that Mm. i feel like that that quickly like 
<laughs> if you had gone through something like that, like, I, I can understand if he cheated on you once, then you taking him back, like, okay, you know. It's like, you get one chance. Yeah, one chance. And then happen again, yeah, I probably would have broken up with him again. But then, what, he came back, like, how, how much longer? And then said that he wanted to be your friend? Oh, um, maybe a couple of months. Maybe, like, I don't know. I think I think me me back then I'd probably be like yeah we can be friends because I don't want to be, I don't want to seem like um. I don't know somebody that doesn't forgive me. I don't think I would like talk to them or anything. Mm-hmm. Just well, it's like, like yeah. I, it's like I told you know the person I'm like I I forgive you, if you know you're feeling guilty or whatever, and it's like wearing you down or whatever that you mm-hmm. know don't do that to yourself. It's forget you're forgiven. That moment has passed. I've gotten over you. I've gotten past that moment in my time. That was and that was very difficult for me during it, and then afterwards when he was trying to you know get back into my life because you know I there was still those strings pulling me to him like you know that was he was really nice. He was a nice person mm-hmm. while before he cheated on me. That was all nice, <laughs> and his family was nice. His sister was nice and everything. But I'm like, I kind of. That was one of the moments where I felt like I had to put myself first. And sometimes we have to do that. Mm. You know, we have to put ourselves first for our own well-being. Man, that just... You describing that situation is like, man, I'm glad I didn't meet that guy. That sounds like me in the past probably would have been like, okay, let's be friends. You know, let's date again. I believe that's in why you. When let, you me, let me try to sit That's why <laughs> when you told me... You're just in a lot of pain. When we were dating, when Ajin and I were dating, and he told me that most of his friends are exes. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> why? Why on earth? Was, well, we had a good relationship. Or I think it was start off as friends and be like, hey, you want to date? Sure. Okay. <laughs> that, that's how it was with one of my friends. We dated for um, like a month. Like, I mean, I guess that's different if you're <laughs> friends before you date, but I mean, well, and the other thing too is like my relationship ended badly. Yours, I don't know how they ended, so maybe yours. If, and mean, they end in a good place, I guess. If you like, if you're friends and then you try dating, it doesn't work out, and then you go back to friends. That's one thing, but you know, to be in a relationship or mm-hmm. to start off as a relationship and then. If it ends badly for me, I was like, if it ends badly, if you did me wrong, you're out of my life. Like well, I, mean, I don't need people to do me wrong. In my like life. the the guy that like used to um like uh, um abuse me some. I don't talk to him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there are still some exes I I talk to because like time has kind of gone by, and I can't really think of. Anybody, nobody cheated on me. Well, okay. Um, that, I, that I know of. <laughs> so you felt, so when... when oh, somebody... oh, oh, yeah, there, um, the, the narcissist guy, I don't talk to, to him anymore. Even though he sometimes, he out. used to, he used to, remember? Uh-huh. <laughs> every time an, every time an ex reaches out, except for, for my best friend, Billy, he's an ex, my best friend. Uh, <laughs> every time an ex <laughs> reaches out to me, I like give the phone to Chris and like here's the message okay I'm not hiding anything from you oh they're saying God. hi to me and I'm <clears> saying hello <throat> good to hear from you see you later <laughs> like I don't know why sometimes people just want to reach out and say hi you know <laughs> yeah I mean that's fine I don't I don't get jealous of that I, well I don't I, want you to get to that's why I show you because I don't want there to be I think that you would get jealous or think something was going on if you went through my phone and you saw that message and said no. you know, why didn't you I, 
Chris, if you were talking to one of your exes and I didn't find out, like you were talking to them last year and I didn't find out to this year, if you're about to tell me on this podcast, <laughs> you've been talking to one of your exes and not telling me, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to turn There's this. There's a difference between talking and just saying Uh-oh. hi and let me find. <laughs> let me find the pause button. Where is it? Nuh-uh. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> you better tell me the truth. Tell me the no. truth. Um... <laughs> I feel like we've kind of been digressing a little bit. I don't know. Um, one of my questions was going to be when you felt um, abandoned by someone who broke up with you. Mm-hmm. Have you felt that? Like when somebody broke up with you, have you felt like here's another person that's just walking out of my life like everybody else? You have. You told me about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's why I would... I'm, I was trying to think, because I was like, who has broken up with me? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who has broken up with me? Well, I know you've mentioned that with your friends, with some friends. Yeah. Where you felt abandoned by your friends because they don't return calls, or you've you know done something for them, and then when you've asked them, it I, wasn't... I think either my, my relationships are usually like mutual breakups... I think one was probably like a mutual breakup. Like, yeah, I think the the friend that I dated for like a month, I was like, yeah, this this obviously is not working. But we can go be, go back to being friends, okay? You know, it's just like that. I don't even think we had sex. Like, <laughs> we just hung out so much in the dorms, um, that we were just like, hey, you and my boyfriend, okay? We met on MySpace, <laughs> wow. and then he ended up coming to my college, and we just became friends. So, <laughs> like, you want to date? Sure. Um, But I, I think I always tried to have control with that. Like, if somebody would, would try to leave me, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm... You know, no, I I, I would try to make them stay. Um, but usually I would be the one that, that would try to break up with somebody or that was doing the breaking up because I didn't want them to do it before. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to for you to Yeah, I was like, let me, let me go and run. Because, <clears throat> I mean, I guess some somehow in the past... Yeah, I, I had those abandonment issues and I knew how that felt and I was like, let me take no control of that. I'll abandon you before you abandon me. So, mm. But yeah, I was asking you um, you how long should you wait um, or... I, I think we kind of talked about that. The, what, before the, you pull, pull the plug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think three months is good now. I, I think it all comes down to your personal happiness your your personal happiness and uh, and what you see the other person doing if they're doing the work you know that kind of sounds like Kamala Harris you're Kamala in Kamala I can Kam- Kamala whatever and then we're in the debate she's like I was doing the work but it's, <laughs> but it's like you know if somebody is doing the the work um, to make improve. themselves yeah trying to make themselves better yeah. Uh, and making it a little bit easier on you, and if, even if they are struggling. Well. Um, but but you want to take care of yourself. Yeah. And like I've mentioned to you in the past where my previous relationships, I'm like, well, when we talked about when we were dating, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not the type of person that breaks up. It was because you told me that you had this relationships and that you would break up with them all the time and then get back together. Yeah, and I also told you that I I told people I loved you very early on. And then I told you I loved you, I think the third week, third or fourth week or something. No, it had been, it had been over a month. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I really tried to wait. I felt like I, I, I loved you 
probably like since the the first week or something. But I was like, yeah, you know, let me go slow. Whatever. You didn't love me. I did. I totally did. And Mm -hmm. then when yes, I did. Um, (laughs) Wow. And then when I I remember when I told you I loved you, um, I was just like, yeah, you're probably not gonna say it back to me because I'm always, you know, the first one to say it, but. You're like, that's yeah. okay if you don't want to say it. And I didn't say it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess you're not going to say it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I forget how I freaked you out a lot because I was, I was honest about my past relationships and then how I... Well, yeah, because you were like, <laughs> so I always fall in love really easily and I always tell people that I love them very very, very quickly. But that's okay because, you know, uh, this is going to be different. I'll get bored and I'll break up with you. Um... And I'm like, um... <laughs> I don't know if this is the right thing. Like, he's really cute and he's nice, but I don't know. And that's why I told you from very early on. I was like, I'm not I'm not the type of person you've dated in the past where you're going to break up with me and then come back, break up with me and come back. No, I don't do that. Maybe I'll give you a chance, maybe two at most, but that's my limit. Because for, for me, like, for me, I've sort of, it's kind of like a waste of time. Like, I just... If it's going to be the same cycle, I don't want to repeat cycles, you know? Like, th- there should be some growth. In, but that can also be a little tricky because, you know, if it's just, like, just a very min- minuscule amount of growth, whereas with, you know, well, at least I didn't hit you this time. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, you know, it, it should be... If it if there's growth, then there wouldn't be breaking up because then you know you would be under you would, you would be able to understand that you know sometimes you have arguments, arguments can mean that maybe you know you don't talk to each other for the rest of the day. You know that's fine. Mm-hmm. You can you can take some time to yourself and to calm down. To we do yourself. that sometimes. Separate. Um, <laughs> like you, <laughs> you go to the bedroom. I'm staying out here with my cats. <laughs> so you know that, but when. When somebody's breaking up a lot, I feel like that's maybe when you should really look into the relationship and seeing the, the, what is that word, mechanism, or how your relationship is functioning. The heart of the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) The center. I don't know what you want. What is causing, uh, like, what is causing the, the, the relationship to break, fall apart? Yeah. And. Can you fix it? Um. If it's something that's fixable, if it's something that's. You know, that, I mean, well, and by fixable, I mean by being able to al- communicate. Because you can't fix someone. Allow, yeah. I uh, Somebody told me that you can't, you can't change somebody. You, mm-hmm. They're just allowances. Right. <laughs> and that was something that, you know, I kind of, for for our relationship, I was like, I, I didn't think that I was going to be able to change you. I thought that that i mean i think in some there will be a little bit of change i feel like there is in relationships but you can't change the fundamental person that they are Mm -hmm. if a person's abusive you're not going to be able to change that if a person's you know physically or verbally abusive if a person has bpd you're not going to be able to change you're not going to be able to change their (laughs) diagnosis they're going to be but they can they can work mental they're going to have outlashes they can work excuse me they can work on minimizing (laughs) <laughs> yes. how they react yeah they can they can work on themselves you know but and that's what i mean by some growth <laughs> but at the same time you know if it's if it's detrimental for your well-being then that's something that you should really consider 
that should be a high percentage of what you're considering with everything in t- when you're looking at the whole relationship in totality. Like, yeah. Um, I think the number one thing is it, you should ask yourself, does this make me happy? You know, even when I'm kind of pissed off at Chris and he's not letting me go to Brewster's to get a cotton candy um, ice cream cone that I've been asking for for at least 10 months. Mm-hmm. I've been asking for... 10 months, really? I'm asking to go to Brewster's and get Whatever. a cotton candy. You know, even, you know, I can still ask myself, you know, do I, you know, am I happy? You know, I, I, I got to <laughs> take some time and just, just think about it, marinate mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You know, am, am I happy? <laughs> am I... Is getting an ice cream more I important really to the... me than now, this I, relationship If right I wasn't now. with him, mm-hmm. I could get that ice cream whenever I want. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I could just, I could go down the street. Yep. And then, I could walk down the street. No, I could pay for an Uber to take me oh, to okay. Uber's. And then okay. pay for that Uber to bring me back. Yeah, uh-huh. I could be wasting money like crazy. Yeah. But am I happy? I mm-hmm. just, whew, y'all, y'all meet me on the next episode. I'll answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think that's what you just, because I'm, you know, even if I'm mad at you, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like this is, I feel like this is working. I feel like this is, this is workable. This is something that's still good for me. You know, everything is not the way that it would be if I was just, you know, single and by myself. But that's, that's actually all great, you know? Well, I think the big important part is communication. It's mm-hmm. that we're able to work through some of our problems and then um, just continue the open line of dialogue as, you know, with what makes us happy, what makes us tick and things like that. And a relationship that's abusive, that's abusive in, you know, verbally or phys- physically, um, then that that's not the case. The mm. communication has broken down. And when communication breaks down, I think that's, that's um, something that's very hard to overcome. And you should um, consider what's better for you and your well-being. And if that is moving away from that person and moving away, canceling that relationship, whether it's a friend or a boyfriend or anything else, that's going to be one of the hardest decisions to make in your life. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been there a couple of times. But... You got to weigh it against you have to, everything else and, and your own peace of mind. And your own well-being. Because you can be with somebody who's who's going to make you happy. Yeah, you know? and it oftentimes, you know, especially with relationships, I feel like, you know, we get so invested in that one relationship where we feel like, oh, there's nobody else in the world for us. We'll, we'll be, we won't be able to find anybody else. We're, but the, that's not the case. Like, I'm of the belief that there is not a soulmate, the, the concept of a soulmate. It's a really nice idea to think about. And, you know, it, in the movies it plays out really well, but... I mean, in reality, I don't, I don't believe that. So you know, I know if you know, I break up with you, I'm gonna find somebody better. And Whatever. I believe in soulmates. <laughs> My soulmate died in 1828. Uh, His name was Sir Duke mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Episton. Mm-hmm. Um, so even he was being, a white guy, a white guy, huh? Yeah, he <laughs> lived in England. I have, I have his whole ancestry. Mm. Was he your so. slave? Huh? I mean, was were you his slave or? Or was it a mutual relationship? No, no, I don't, I don't know, Chris. I just know this, this is where, <laughs> you know, that's that was my soulmate. Anyways, you know? if anyways. you want to find out who your soulmate was in time, 
go to and I don't know I don't know where to go <laughs> Ooh, that would be cool. You're going to start a new service. <laughs> I know, that would be cool. We'll do this quiz to find out who your soulmate is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't I don't believe in a soulmate either. I just believe yeah. that... I, I actually think that you could fall in love with multiple people. Listen to me, all polyamorous and stuff. But I, I believe that you can, <laughs> you can fall in love with, with diff, um, different people in different, different layers and levels. Um, yeah. Well, I've been in... I've... But I would hope, you before know, before you, something... I felt, I feel like I was only, before you, I felt like I had known what it was to be in love mm-hmm. with one other person. <sighs> and, you know, it didn't come across, it didn't end very nicely, but, um, but, you know, the, you're the second person that I felt this way, so... And you are the nth person I have done. <laughs> Congratulations. You are like, <laughs> that I, important? <laughs> and you weren't my first kiss either. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, please continue to send us any emails or uh, messages. Uh, anything that you would like us to talk about. Uh, or or just to reach out to us and uh, let us know what the podcast means to you. We love hearing from everybody. Uh, you yeah. can go to borderlineidealist.com or just simply email us at um, borderlineidealist at gmail.com. Um, we love hearing from you guys. And yeah, we really Especially do. like this, you know, with uh, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for sending us your story. Um, you know, it kind of... It, these little things always do kind of make us think and 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 I guess reflect on our relationship. So it's nice. Definitely my past. <laughs> you know, maybe and, my present. And, okay. You know, don't feel don't feel guilty. I mean, we don't know your history with with this individual and 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 anything like that. But you know, you you made a choice and you had to believe in your. And the choices that you make for yourself, knowing that it's a choice for the better of betterment of yourself. So love yourselves, take care of yourselves, and we will see you next week. Bye. Pray that I can go to Brewster's. (laughs) Somebody pray for me that I can go to Brewster's. Okay. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. prayers. (laughs) See you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.